as the Arizona Coyotes continue to navigate through this offseason, we're going to talk about a wish list for the Arizona Coyotes. What are some traits that we want to see the Arizona Coyotes try to make as they get ready through the rest of this offseason as we approach the draft and free agency period in only a few weeks from now? We'll talk about that on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. We want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, which does mean we will never, ever have a paywall. Well, we got a good episode for you coming up on, on today's episode. We're going to talk about an off-season wish list for this, uh, for this episode. We're going to talk about uh, potential trades we might want to see the Arizona Coyotes make. It may not be like, you know, specific, you know, let's target this player. But in this case, Carl, we'd be like, all right, what are some of the things that kind of moves you want to see the Coyotes make as we approach, again, like we said, we approach the draft and free agency. Yeah, and the, the Coyotes definitely have a lot of needs. They're going to see another offseason with a lot of, you know, roster turnover. So there is quite a few things that, you know, are going to be on Bill Armstrong's shopping list. Uh, not sure if they're going to be, you know, trades. Not sure if they're going to be free agent signings. I mm-hmm. guess it all kind of depends on, you know, who's available, who wants to come to Arizona. Because, uh, you know, being in the second year of a rebuild in a college arena, not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, it'll be a mix of everything. It'll be a, it'll be a mix of trades and free agency and... um on on you know quite the wish wish list for today we're going to specific we're going to go specifics into trades right um and let's i guess let's start with the first and this one's a little bit more specific kind of but more of the the and we mentioned it last week on last week's episode but we can again kind of go more you know talk about this again and, and that's the uh the trading of of Jacob Chikrin and like what the Coyotes are going to want to get, we've mentioned it on last week's episode, right? We want um, we want a roster player, a pretty decent roster player, like they said, like let's say you know, um, maybe someone that can fill the young defenseman role because we're going to be using you're going to be losing a solid young defenseman, so you want something to fill that role. A first round draft pick and two high end prospects, yeah, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't realize it was two high-end prospects. I Let's take two high-end prospects. But yeah, two, two high-end prospects, sure. Um, that is definitely the uh, the asking price for Jacob Chikrin. Uh, I just finished um, writing the player report card for Jacob Chikrin on Five for Howling. Um, and it was it was good to kind of like go back and, and look at his season more in-depth. And I do think he's going to be an attractive, you know, target still if the Coyotes are still shopping him. Uh, he really like he took a little bit to get going, but after a couple games of returning from injury or 
you know, to start the season, he was really like clicking pretty well. So I think there's going to be interest. Who do you think, like you mentioned a, a young defenseman as the roster player. I was kind of thinking maybe a goalie as a roster player, just because, you know, Vimelka, something we've talked about before, he needs to have someone who is um, like able to step in for games. He's not ready to be a starter. He's more of like a 1A, 1B type of player. Um, at least last season, that was it. Uh, and you know, I doubt we're going to see Prosvitov up next season. So mm-hmm. a goalie definitely seems like it'd be high on the list. Uh, and, you know, probably a good thing for, for Bill Armstrong to pick up. And I'm glad you mentioned the goalie, too, because another potential one. Um, now, I'm not sure what, the, like, you know, what a scenario like this would look like, but I, I do know. We, like we like we saw recently, and I want to talk with um with the host of this show um more in depth about it. So we'll get we'll get that. But you know, Sergey Bobrovsky is a, has been rumored to be have been on the block, and obviously the Coyotes are, they would not want to take the entire ten million um dollar contract value. That that's way too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if they take you know you know retain half, get half you know get half of that contract, let Florida retain it, and then. You're like, all right, give us two high end prospects. Like in this case, yes, two high end prospects to, um, and a high end and a good draft pick to compensate for that because that's a big thing we're taking on. In addition to you for Jacob Chicken. <laughs> like, yeah, the the Bobrovsky deal though it, it seems so separate than a yeah. potential Chicken deal just because like that is going to be like the Coyotes need to get a lot to take Bobrovsky. Uh, that contract is ridiculous. The term is ridiculous. Um, I mean, I can see it two separate transactions, but there's going to be some, there could be something like that in in, yeah. in this case. Definitely. Uh, it, and it's not really, you know, unforeseen. Like I could see a team like the Coyotes, like making a massive deal for something like that. Like I think the, um, the Albrecht and Larson, Connor Garland, for three veterans and a seventh overall pick. That is definitely ninth. a big move. Or oh, ninth overall, sorry. Um, that was big, I w- yeah. I will say this about Bobrovsky. Uh, I'm looking at Sport Track or Spot Track right now. Uh, currently has a no movement clause, so he would need to waive that. Uh, he's got no movement for two more years. And then a modified no trade clause, 16 teams. So, you know, does he want to necessarily go to the Coyotes? Uh, that is, you know. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Those are things I, we have I, to consider, right? But um, it's it's hard to put it in that case, you know. But, you know, like we said, is like for a potential chicken deal or acquisition of a goalie or whatever for the coyotes like there are a million moving parts to that one to to, to a look as a big deal big deal like this right we can't just throw something out there and, and call it a day um yeah. which a lot of people like to do they like this is like hey we like this are you kidding me come on yeah like especially if if that deal happened if if the two were included that would just be like just hours of gms like nailing things out 
like just being like, fine, take an extra seventh round pick. We're just we need to make something work. Um, I could see it happening, but um, you know, I, I, I mean, don't in this really case, think- like if you like, obviously, what you're getting is isn't there isn't as extra value to it. But in this case, the like, like if you do it by quote money value is the money value would be almost equal. Yeah. And, and I will say like Brodsky had a, a pretty good bounce back uh, year in this year, uh, finished with a nine thirteen save percentage, 2.67 goals against, mm-hmm. uh, he had a couple, you know, rough seasons to start, but he's looking pretty good. But yeah, I, I don't know what the Panthers were thinking when they signed him to that deal. Like, I think we all like collectively, as the hockey watching community, were like, "That's bad." I, I I don't know why you guys are doing this. You have Spencer Knight. Do you not trust him, or or what? Why are you locking in this goalie for so much money at so much term? Uh, I think like he was a solid goalie when he was getting ready to leave Columbus and he was, and he was getting a lot of value towards there. The uh, only thing I'll say about that is Florida severely overvalued him. I don't think anyone was going to match that. And that's why like, it's like, which is why he ended up going there, obviously. And I do think at the time people were talking about like, him and Panarin going together, and mm-hmm. maybe that was kind of the thought process. I don't know. Just just seven years, ten million for for a goalie, and I mean, yeah, he's a good goalie. I, I'm not going to give him like any doubt to that. Former Resna winner, but he's also my age. Um, he was born uh, two months after me, and sure, goalies can last a long time. Uh, we're looking at Mike Smith. He's in his 40s, but also look how Mike Smith played in his 40s. Um, you know, definitely not a consistently good goaltender. Absolutely. We still got more to get to on this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We are going to uh, take a look at a couple more trades, that uh, potential trades that we might want to see the Arizona Coyotes make as we approach the off se- the uh, the rest of the offseason, the draft, and the free agency period all that and more in just a moment but first turn to carl for a quick word so i have a message from our friends at bet online betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information you can find all the latest sports developments news and odds including this year's basketball championship matchup the stanley cup uh, final uh, major league baseball and of course fighting news from mma and ufc right down to boxing were you watching uh, two days ago the first matchup against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche? Did you bet the over for that match? Because you probably should have. Uh, but you can get all of that information and more at Bet Online because Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. So we have an important favor to ask you guys. We put together a survey so we can learn more about the podcast like listeners like you, excuse me, and that make your favorite locked on podcast even better. This is your opportunity to tell us 
what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcast, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Once again, LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thanks again for your help. All right, so let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. We're talking off-season wish list trades edition for the Arizona Coyotes as we approach the draft and free agency period within only a few weeks from now. Um, and Carl, I think one thing that we've been talking about when we've had like draft experts and things on and people on, it's like, is Bill Armstrong is doing something special with <laughs> acquiring like, you know, a bajillion draft picks this year. Like, mm-hmm. let's see him do more. <laughs> more draft picks? Or do you want him to use those draft picks for trading purposes? A mix of both. There's okay. like, and I think that's the thing is like, he's already utilized one of those picks. Um, for a for an acquis- for, for a trade during the last trade deadline, right? Yes, and and it showed the workout. Um, he can do something like that. Um, to try to get some potential roster players out of it, but also try to maybe even upgrade. Let's say some picks are like later in the second round. Like, all right, let's see if we can bundle those and move up a little bit more. Just because if if there's a player that we like, we want to draft. But yeah. because we talked about it, there are some players that might just fall down to that level. It's like, oh, this player is still available at 37. Let's take him. Yeah, and, and that's that's one of the things I talked about with uh with Jacob Chikrin, I think. Um, the team like moved up to draft him, and they're like, Yeah, we'll take take our later first round pick and uh, a second, and we'll jump up like a couple spots. I could very easily see the Coyotes do something like that. Wasn't the Chikrin trade um, the Dotsuk trade? The, the Chikrin, Chikrin Jeff. Oh pick? yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking of? Who who are the Coyotes move up to draft? Uh, I'm not sure, uh, but definitely something you can do. Like, yeah, the the Coyotes have two like kind of like later first round picks. Like, combine that and a second, you got a middle round pick. Uh, especially because, like, you know, the team, they may not uh, think that their guy is going to be available at, what, 32, 31. Uh, yeah, I could see, I could definitely see a move like that. Like, there's so many picks, there's so many possibilities. Like, he could just do whatever he wants with those. Plus, like, if he really wants to, like, he can bundle something to get back into the first round again and get a fourth <laughs> first round draft pick. Yeah, I don't really know if that's necessary. No, it's not because of what we talked about, right? Like we, yeah. like we had Will Scouch on, you know, yesterday, and um, once again, thanks for Will for coming on. That was a great episode. Hope you guys liked that. Um, and from and and it, and he, you know, he said the kind of the same theme that everyone else is saying is like once you get past the first few picks, it's just a massive scatter map, right? Yeah. It's just like it's like like the person who can be like drafted seventh could end up, you know, be the person that gets drafted like, you know, 32nd, like who knows? It definitely could. Um, I, I do think that the, the team has enough holes though, that 
they should probably use maybe at least one to get a roster player. Yes. Um, I, I'm thinking just because like uh, of what we, I, I don't know if the team is going to be re-signing Anton Strollman, but I think the team definitely needs a veteran defenseman. Uh, like you were talking about like a younger one, more and more like about to enter their prime. I think the team needs veterans, like especially with what we saw with the Roadrunners, like just so many Roadrunners. You need a guy who's been like who's been there before. You know, maybe they're a little bit physical, provide a little bit of offense. Uh, you know, the the Strawman comparison is not that great because the team was paid to take Strawman, uh, and they were also given uh, Kolya Charnak. Um, but you know, something like that. Um, maybe get like a player who's better than Strawman. Uh, although I think we both agreed that he had a pretty solid season. Yeah, that's, that, that's true. That's true. Um, one thing too, that can definitely be like a potential, um, addition to is, uh, the, the idea that the coyote, like, cause we talked about the coyotes acquiring salary just for the case that they're just acquiring, you know, to weaponizing their cap is what we've been calling it, right? And mm-hmm. for the and lately it's been um used to get them draft picks. But I think now I think we're getting in, getting close to a market in which uh a player you can get like a, you you can get players involved with that with yeah. with, with, with with stuff like that. Um and I know this was um not package deal in the more more recently but more of like you know reverse in, in reverse like team for team but i mean come on like let's i mean i i like when we're talking trades i gotta have to mention the most recent trade that happened that got everyone scratching their head with shea weber going over to uh um the vegas for, for uh for a dadanov but I'm like okay <laughs> yeah that was an interesting one uh Everyone thought the Coyotes were going to be involved with that. No, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I know. I like with the moment I saw the saw the thing beforehand, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Shea Weber's contract's on the move," and I'm like, "Ah, Bill Armstrong, what did you do? What did you do?" And then I said, "It says go oh, Golden Knights." Like, wait, what? Honestly, I think uh, if Bill Armstrong had been involved in that trade, he would have gotten a better return. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. He would have he would have done something really fun. <laughs> yeah, because I don't necessarily think the Vegas Golden Knights got a great return for that either. Uh, I mean, because they did it for a different reason. Yeah. They did it. They did it to cap to dump salary, right? Because the, they did not want to don of contract, and they put Shea Weber on the LTIR. Like for the Coyotes' purpose, it'd be like we have a lot of cap space. We'll make some room. Yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I- I'm glad that Vegas was finally able to make that move that they completely whiffed on last time. It was, it was really fun. Uh, good for them. Uh, the Ducks had a great response on Twitter uh, where they commented, "Are you sure?" <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But but yeah, I, I think the team could definitely do something like that. Uh, the the first time the Coyotes weaponized their cap was during the um, uh, the Don Maloney era, where they acquired uh, Nicholas Grossman for mm-hmm. I forget who it was from Philadelphia, but um, 
take a cap hit, get Grossman. Like they could definitely do something like that. Uh, I'm not really sure. Plus, like, there was also the host, the the Hosa and Dotsuk deals. But. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I'm not really sure, kind of like which teams are looking to dump. But there's always a team looking to dump calorie, like salary. I mean, if you look at the like the the cap table, right? You have Vegas is still technically over the projected cap. Tampa Bay is over the projected cap. Montreal because of that trade now they're technically under. Boston's right under. Like there are a lot of teams that are right hidden right towards the top. That they like like all right, we need some we need some uh, some space. Florida again is one of those people with space, and we talked about that one earlier. Um, uh, on, yeah. on, on on a situation like that, but yeah, I, I'd like to see them like take something from the uh, from the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, maybe like a, a solid prospect. Um, maybe something from like the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, just just keep taking from those teams who, you know, probably can't necessarily afford to resign all of their players. What's better, what the Coyotes are doing with weaponizing the cap this time around is instead of acquiring dead cap. They're actually just acquiring overpaid players. Yeah. And I, I do hope that Bill Armstrong continues his trend of like not too long of term for mm-hmm. the like for the overpaid one, players. two like 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 two like two years average, let's say three years at the max left. Like yeah. I think Brian Little has how many years left on his deal? Brian Little has uh two years left. Okay, so not bad, not bad. Um, and then, like previously, what it was Shane Goss's bear had two years left on his deal, one yes. year now. Um, what do you think about Goss's bear? Uh, the team, like this is something we've brought up before. Like the team got paid to take him. Do they sell him now and get like a double deal, like they did with Wedgwood? Um. That's definitely possible. Um, although I don't know about doing that now. Like, let's. I mean, I'll put it this way: if if someone is you know opening the phone phone line to GM Armstrong during the draft and offers something that's absolutely like you know like worth it, like you don't say no to a deal that you essentially have a player you got for free. And they're offering you a, a lot for it. Um, yeah. You just don't say no to that. So yeah, you would take that deal. Although the Coyotes just—we talked about it—they don't have a lot defensively on their defense. So like, you don't want to keep. Don't you don't want to lose much more? Yeah, especially because like any kind of like removal of a defensive player, it's gonna lead to potentially rushing one of your defensive prospects mm-hmm. which the team absolutely does not want to do uh i think they did it somewhat last year and they probably wouldn't do that if you know if they could play things again they probably would have acquired more more like veteran players um but you know like i said if you can get something for them and it's a like one of those deals you can't turn down can't turn it down yeah it would just It'd just be really hard to see the Coyotes part part ways with both Chikrin and Got Despair. Yeah, in the offseason, like it just I just can't see that happening. Yeah, because then like who's left? Like 
like on the cap table shows among active defensemen Dyson Mayo, JJ Mosier, Victor Sodostrom, Koyachonik. And then, two, and then Timmins, Timmins would be, would be ho- hopefully back. Yeah, Cam Denine's a RFA, um, and maybe you resign Strawman. Like, but that's still you still have some uh, open left. You don't really have like, like you still ha- you still need to fill some 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 gaps there. Like. And that's uh, and, like, and again that's saying because you don't want uh, um like to rush certain players so like yeah I mean we also need to talk about because it's not really been addressed the team is going to need to restock their forwards as well because you have Phil Kessel leaving Anton Roussel Jay Beagle uh who else um. Lads were around for one more year. Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk, yeah, that'll be an interesting one. I'm not sure if he's sticking around. Uh, who else came over in the in the Vancouver trade? There's there was three, right? Um, it was uh, Erickson and Beagle. Erickson. And... Yeah, Erickson's going. Um, so yeah. And I do think the team also like is going to want to get some veteran forwards as well. Uh, whether that be like mm-hmm. actual skilled veterans, like you know, like a Castle who can provide some offense, um, or just kind of like calorie dump. I- I'm sure that they don't want to rush any of their forwards either. Like they don't need Carcone coming up. They don't need uh, Ben McCartney coming up just yet. Like those players still need time to develop. And you know, you don't want to rush them into a year that we both know it's going to be bad. Yeah, you, exactly. Like this is like, um, it's going to be another tank year, right? You're going to want to, They're going to try to probably go for first overall, first overall again. Um, yeah. And it's not going to be fun, um, but it's a necessary part of the rebuild. Um, so for that, you don't put, you don't field, you know, grade A players, but you field players who at least can put on a competition show. Right, something that at least looks like you're trying. Yeah, and you you want to make sure that they're players who are going to be good in the room, who instill like, even if the team's not winning, who like instill like good culture, um, like especially for the younger players who are going to still be on there. Like you don't want you know, let's say you get Dylan Gunther coming in at the very end of the year because you know, season ends early. I, I don't see that being the case. I think Gunther is going to play longer than the Coyotes next year. Right. Um, but like, let's say he does like, you don't want him to just be going into a locker room full of like people who have completely given up on anything. That's not a good experience. So yeah, I, I think that, you know, character players is definitely going to be a key thing for the, for the Coyotes. And luckily like teams tend to overpay character guys so like they should be able to hopefully get some absolutely yeah um i'm just looking at like uh trade bait tracker to see like um to see like who are some names of potentially you know someone um some people to get and uh there are quite a, a decent amount of goaltenders that are actually on this list yeah it's really interesting um Alexander Gorgiev, 
is on that list. John Gibson is on that list. Gibson. <sighs> and Semyon Varlamov is on this list. I don't think the Coyotes go for Gibson. No, they don't go for Gibson. Maybe Varlamov, older veteran. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, I, I'm not sure about that one. Um, how, how was his last season? He was in uh, New York, right? With the yeah. Islanders? Yeah, he was. Um, let me see his stats from recently. Um, he was, uh let's see, 31 games played. 10-17 with a um, 9-7-8 save percentage. Is that right? No, 900 save saves. 9-11. I was like, that's too much. No, 9-11 save percentage. Yeah, that's not bad. So, so yeah, not bad at all. And again, he's uh, on the older he's on the older side. Um, of uh, He's 34. So... Uh, Free agent or what's his contract like? Um, well, you said trade, so he's yeah, he's a trade target. Um, let me see what his uh, salary looks like. He has uh, one more year at a uh, five million dollar cap hit with a modified no trade clause. Honestly, that seems like a Coyotes move. Um, like one year left. Um, yes, that's uh, now that I saw the contract and it's like, you know what? That's a Coyotes move. That's definitely a Coyotes move. <laughs> yeah, although I will say the problem is like, do you get Lou Lamorello to pay to take a player away? Uh, um, Andrew Ladd. True. True. Very true. <laughs> uh, so there is precedent, Your Honor. <laughs> that would be an interesting one yeah uh I, I mean like we said the, the coyotes have a lot of needs and i think trading is going to be like a big part of it because it's going to come with other aspects of it and mm-hmm. uh you know it, it's all going to depend on like a lot of these players we're talking about have no trade clause no movement clause do they wave it for arizona let's see yeah we will have to see it's a lot of questions um, that we'll have to ask, but that's going to be it for this trade portion of our off-season wish list. Um, we're going to go through more as we get closer to the, you know, the, to the draft and free agency. We're going to talk about free agents and just, you know, and also more specific, like get more into specifics so what we want out of, out of certain position groups. Um, we'll get to those as we get closer. But if you like what you heard this one, once again, don't leave a review. If you are on our podcast, leave us a five stars. We really appreciate it if you would do. Um, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Coyotes, on Instagram at Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is Carl Pavlock FFH. Anyway, with us, ask the question you might have. We might answer right back around a future episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. And as a little teaser for you guys, next week, we got a lot of good stuff coming up. We're going to have more interviews with with, uh, with uh, lots of different guests 
from all over the place. Um, again, we have a lot of things to get to, right? We got uh, we got to talk more prospects. We got to talk more uh, other drafts. We got to talk just Coyotes off season, anything as we get closer to uh, the rest of the off season. Anyways, that's it for today's episode. Hope you guys are staying safe out there. Hope you guys are staying healthy and cool out there because it is really getting hot out there. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!